from the Ticats Audio Network. This is Ticats Today with Louis Butko. Yes, it is Ticats Today for a Tuesday, October the 11th, 2022. Thanks for checking us out on the Ticats Audio Network. And uh, as I was sitting at practice here at Tim Hortons Field, I had realized it's been a few days since I've talked to you. Probably the longest time away uh, from this show. Uh, with uh, my thanks to RJ for filling in last week on uh, Wednesday and Thursday for me. But uh, yeah, first show in a week. Let's see if I remember how to do this. It's Ticats today. Louis Butko here with you. Uh, appreciate you checking us in. Hopefully you had a great Thanksgiving long weekend, whether you were working or whether you were not working. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it and had some uh, nice food to go along with it. Uh, but thank you, in honor of Thanksgiving, uh, for joining us and for making us a part of of your day, because we really do appreciate it. Uh, otherwise, it's just myself talking into a microphone, which I probably would do, but uh, the fact that you're out there listening, uh, very much appreciate it. Uh, Tie Cats back at practice for day two. I'll let you know, as they did practice yesterday, had a nice little turkey dinner afterwards, uh, but we are back today, and we are back here for day two of practice. Uh, we'll get you everything you need to know when we hear from Coach O in just a second. We'll hear from Brandon Revenberg as well, who's getting set for career game number 100. Uh, and we'll talk to Wes Hills, who, uh, speaking of 100, uh, had a big game, 132 yards on the ground in Friday's win over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So we'll talk to him about that. Uh, and Coach Sal, John Salvantis, is going to be by for some uh, Tuesday salutations. So uh, I guess we can call this a, an, an offensive line-themed show. Uh, we talked to Coach about the O-line. Obviously, uh, the O-line, a big part of uh, Wes Hill's success on the ground, running the ball 25 times for 132 yards. And uh, Brandon Revenberg uh, playing in game uh, 100 this week. Uh, so, yeah, let's call it the O-line theme show today. Uh, and we appreciate you checking us out, as always, here on the Ticats Audio Network. While you're here, check out uh, some of the other great shows, uh, including a brand-new episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker, uh, available now on the Ticats Audio Network. And a new episode of CFL This Week dropping uh, later this week as well. Let's keep your ears tuned for that. Ticats fans, it's time to ride on our strength from now until Thursday. Purchase four eligible Hercules passenger or light truck tires to receive a $100 Ticats rewards card and be entered to win our road trip sweepstakes. Available at participating Active Green and Ross Ontario locations or visit HerculesTires.com slash A-G-R rewards. All right, uh, let's hear from Coach O, Orlando Steinauer, President of Football Ops and Head Coach. Here's what he had to say after practice day, asking about uh, the O-line as uh, the theme of the show goes. Here's what he had to say. Well, I just think, uh, you know, it's an, it's an often used statement, but, you know, they're gelling. They're, uh, they're getting closer off the field as well as on the field. Uh, they're putting together consecutive, you know, streaks of plays together. They're protecting the quarterback. Um, they're just more familiar with one another, and if you have the right people and, and they're talented enough, it usually bodes well. So, um, you know, we were also banged up early, and I think we've been relatively healthy. So, I, and I and they're a hardworking group. I mean, Mike, you know, Gibson does a great job with them. They don't. I mean, you're at practice, you see it. They they're always working and grinding. They're meeting together um, on days off. You see them in the building. So, um, they're doing well, but it's also helping our football team. Just. You know, he's just, he's built for this city. That's really what he is. He's just tough. He's consistent. I mean, that's like the ultimate compliment, right? When when you're, you're unnoticed, basically, right? He's never been a rah-rah guy. He's not going to break. I forced him to be that a little bit. I'll have him break things down. Um, but he just goes to work. And you turn the tape on and, you know, he'll work on his weaknesses. He'll build on his strengths. 
Uh, he plays through pain. Um, he's exactly what you hope when you draft a, a lineman like that, that uh, you hope they're all 10-year guys. And so uh, excited for him and for us uh, that he'll be playing his 100th game. And, you know, I don't know if he wants to play 100 more, but he's one of those guys that you, uh, at one point, you're really going to miss him. Well, the one thing you can't do is you can't, you can't really create experience. It's based on the experiences that you've had. And uh, I think the other thing that just is so unnoticed is just the steady presence of what nobody sees, just being in the building and having been there before, those type of things um, that don't show up on a three hours on any given day that we may play. So he's just, um, yeah, he's that guy. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's fun when you actually have some, some conversations with him and, and find out what his interests are and, and those type of things. But he's a pretty private guy, pretty much to himself. But uh, that old line room is always special. It doesn't mean anything this week. Uh, you know, it's, they're facts. And so, you know, we deal with it. And we just look at it as, you know, I don't know, they were, you guys had some stat for us that we hadn't, they beat us 10 times here or something. And we were able to, to do something with that. And so, yeah, it is what it is. It's, you know, great to talk about. We don't run from it. Um, we just feel like it has no bearing on what's going to happen this Friday. That is the head coach and president of football ops, Orlando Steinauer, as he spoke after practice, talking about the O-line, talking about Brandon Revenberg in career game 100. And at the end there, uh, responding to a question from me, uh, asking about whether the Ticats' 18-year losing streak in Calgary has any impact obviously it doesn't have any impact on this game but uh, I just thought that was a very interesting statistic uh, if you didn't see it I tweeted it out earlier the last time the Ticats won at McMahon Stadium Danny McManus who was inducted into the Wall of Honor on Friday was the starting QB yeah you got to go back to July 4th 2004 uh, for the Tiger Cats last win at McMahon Stadium, hoping to end that streak Friday when they take on the Stampeders. It's a 9.30 kickoff, uh, which means we'll be on the air with Tiger Cats pregame beginning at 8.30. Bob O'Neill, Andy Fantu's getting you set, and RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker will have the call for you on Friday here on the Ticats Audio Network. That's a big game. We know that as the uh, 5 and 10 Ticats continue their claw their way to a postseason spot with Saskatchewan on the bye week. With a win, the Ticats will move back into a playoff spot. With a loss, well, it gets a little trickier. They'll have to hope that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders lose both their two remaining games to the Calgary Stampeders in week uh, week 20 and week 21, and they'll need to win both their games against the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, it's a big game, obviously. It's also a big game because it's Brandon Revenberg's 100th career CFL game. Had a chance to talk to him after practice about hitting the century mark. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's just a number. Um, I realize it's it's decent career so far, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a number. Um, I take it kind of year by year. I'm definitely happy to be able to be with the same organization for that long. Uh, it's a good amount of games, but it's just it's another game. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you kind of you got to buy into the blue collar mentality when you live here, right? I mean, it's tough nosed football. That's what uh, that's what the city's about, and at the end of the day, that's what it aligns about. Uh, it's a lot of fun, man. At the end of the day, like it's it's a good time. We love running the ball here. Um, at the end of the day, we're going to do whatever play is called. Um, we know we have to execute, but uh, when we get to hit guys a little more like that, it's a good time. 
Uh, as far as like the the run game goes, it's yeah. just reestablishing that line of scrimmage on the defender side of the ball. That's the easiest way to put it. So it's not you get to actually play a more attack. Yeah, for sure, for to... sure. I mean, at the end of the day, nothing nothing in the O line room should be passive. Everything's gonna be fiscal. Everything's gotta be aggressive. But the fact that you really do get to reestablish in the run game, it's it's fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and I, I don't know for sure because I haven't really been able to go to different teams. And I, like I said, I, I love being here, but uh, I think offensive linemen kind of have the same mentality, and we are very much so um, heavily group oriented. And I mean, you get these guys that are coming in, whether it was Colin or Beard coming in. I mean, they're they're just meshing really well with us right away. You know, it's just it's just like one of the guys coming and joining us, so it's, we don't skip a beat. And that is Brandon Revenberg as we caught up with him after practice today. Uh, did miss uh, something in the news and notes off the top here. Uh, as the Ticats announced, they have signed two defensive backs, including national Jordan Hoover and American Will Sunderland. Hoover played 66 games over four seasons with Edmonton, uh, originally selected in the fourth round in the 2017 CFL draft. Meanwhile, Sunderland most recently spent time with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, he has also spent time with the NFL's Green Bay Packers, uh, with the Colts, the Seahawks, and the Falcons. So the Ticats making a couple of transactions today as well. Uh, I was thinking that maybe we'd hear, he, we would hear a uh, CFL top performers announcement today as we normally do on Tuesdays, but I guess with the uh, Monday game, it might be delayed, or maybe by the time that this show is edited and put up for your listening enjoyment, uh, maybe it will be announced. But I, I fully anticipate Wes Hills will be a CFL top performer, because when you rush the ball 25 times for 132 yards and power the Ticats offense in a, in a win that you you can squeak out 18-14, to 14, uh, you got to be doing something right. So I assume West Hills will be named a CFL top performer. I don't know that for sure, but, I mean, I would think so, right? Uh, but we had a chance to catch up with West Hills after, the, uh, after practice today. Here's what we had to say uh, about his performance and on the theme of the offensive line, uh, the performance of the O-line ahead of him. How important is it? Uh, it's critical, man. You can't have a game like that without the guys up front, you know? Um, and they're playing on a whole different level, as you can see. You can see it in practice. You can see it in the games. It just something happened. Something just clicked, you know. And they're out there just manhandling them, you know. Um, so yeah, they play a huge part. Um, it's super important, man. I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of you just you kind of get a feel off them. You know, once you uh, kind of get in your zone, you see them in their zone, obviously, right? And then you kind of just feed off of it, and you just your confidence just builds as a back when you have a line that can you know protect, run block, do it all. You know, just continue to build up that confidence, and not only just as a running back, but as a quarterback also. That comfortability in the pocket, all that time, man, it's it's critical, man. What they're doing up front right now is is a real big game changer. A lot of teams should be weary of. Um, patience. One thing, uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats have taught me is patience. Uh, for being here two years and just waiting for an opportunity, man. Um, it just kept me hungry. It kept me just. You know, wanting to get out there and show them what I can do. You know, give them a reason to keep me around, right? Um, but uh, it was it was it, it was tough at times for sure. You know, but having you know that backfield and coaching staff, you know, just you know keeping you up. You know, Don Jackson, me and him were real close, man. He he kept me uh, motivated, kept my head up. You know, we continue to push each other, keep each other accountable, man. He he played a big part in, in keeping me, you know, meant my mental right. You know what I'm saying? So big shout out to you, Don. 
Um, I mean, you probably, probably never even noticed, but when I was here last year and Don was playing, man, I'll be if I was on the sidelines, I'll be in his ear, you know. And as you see, while I'm playing, I'm, he's doing the same thing, you know. He's giving me little tips what he sees, you know. Last year was vice versa, so it's 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 great to have a teammate like like Don Jackson, man. You know, um, it's not an easy situation, you know, for anybody, you know, being a friend and being put in you know a weird situation. But at the end of the day, he's a competitor also. He wants to win. He wants what's best for the team and. You know, he's pushing me just like he's pushing the rest of the guys out there. And that is Wes Hills as we caught up with him after practice today. And just as a reminder, you can always catch full scrums available at TyCats.ca. Jack, the intern, does a great job making sure that uh, you hear what the players have to say after practice to our sometimes ridiculous questions that we get to ask them every single day. TyCats.ca, where you can get full scrums. All right, on the theme of the offensive line, which apparently we're doing today with Brandon Revenberg and the rushing success, I thought, why not get some Tuesday salutations with Coach John Salavantis. Coach Sal, former offensive line coach here with the TyCats. And uh, Coach, let's start with the run game. Uh, Wes Hills, 132 yards. I know you have preached run the football before. Uh, whether it's part of the pregame uh, or or on this show, uh, you must have been pretty happy to see that performance uh, from from big number thirty four. Well, you know, Wes Hill, I thought uh, had a career game. He should be one of the players of the week for sure. Uh, twenty five carries, one hundred thirty two yards, and a lot of them were tough carries. They were they were not uh, uh, breakaways by any means. He was a- averaging around five five and a half uh, per carry. But uh, the fact was, he got stronger as the game went on. The more he fed him, uh, the stronger he got. And so I hope that the uh, offensive coordinator doesn't forget about that when you go to Calgary. Uh, the His performance got better, and it also helps the offensive line, doesn't it? What, what does it do for the confidence of the O-line when, when a, a running back can have a performance like that? Well, when you look at it, uh, pass protection is a passive resistance uh, by the offensive lineman. They have to back up and, and actually uh, work from there. When you go to the run game, they can go forward. I mean, those guys up front, they're 300 pounders. Those are road graders. You just put them in gear and, and go forward. And, and that gives them the confidence they need. And it also puts a defense on their heels. They can't just come uh, with a pass rush every down uh, knowing that you can run the football. Now, and I mean, the play calling, like you said, you talk, you hope uh, coach Tommy doesn't forget uh, about this running game, but um, what, what does it do when you can start, you know, a drive, not start a drive, but continue to drive at second and four versus second and 10, that, that really changes your options, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, if you're second and 10 all the time, the, the defense is in charge. They can do what they want to do. They can blitz you. They can drop in a zone. Uh, they can zone blitz you. They can do anything they want because they know you've got to get 10 yards. So they bring their linebackers back and they camp them at 11 yards and they say, okay, if you're going to catch the ball, it's going to be in front of us and you're not going to get that first down. Now, if you get down on second and four, you got the whole playbook in front of you. You can do anything you want offensively. You can run wide, you can run the inside, you can throw the ball short, you can throw the ball deep. So it's really a big part of what you want offensively is second down and less than five all the time. 
Yeah. And when, like you say, West Hills is, is averaging five and a half, 5.9 yards, you can even hand it off to him. Like you said, you got the full playbook and, and maybe go short, which we saw the Ticats go, you know, third and short a couple of times. Uh, when, when you look at this game, you know, coaches always said it, you got to have one more point than the other team at the end. That being said, was there anything concerning about this one that, that maybe, you know, they didn't put him away like they should have? I think there was a, a few things that were very concerning in the ballgame. You know, number one, special teams. Uh, you cannot have blocked punts. This is a copycat league. And, and once you get a punt block, then every team in the league sees how that happened. Uh, they're going to come again. Once again, the block came from the left-hand side of the offensive uh, formation, uh, same as it did previously. So, uh, you can't have those kinds of errors on special teams. You've got to be able to kick the ball away. Uh, second to that, I thought penalties hurt them. Uh, in, in terms of, of holding your composure and not getting yourself into a problem uh, with penalties. And then lastly, and, and most importantly, turnovers. You cannot afford to turn the ball over. And I thought, you know, uh, uh, looking at uh, Dane Evans and, and the way he approached the game, I saw him fall back into some of the same things he was doing earlier in the year where he, he wasn't settled with his feet. He wasn't sure what he was going to do uh, with the football, i.e. The, the interception that was thrown on the screen pass. My gosh, it, it, I don't know what he's looking at. He, he, he doesn't have a receiver. He's got two offensive linemen and defensive linemen in front of him. So there's no way. If you can't see the receiver, the receiver can't see you. There's no way on a screen pass that that ball should be thrown. So those are some of the concerns. Yeah, well, definitely is something to watch at, uh, at practice this week. Uh, the receivers want to highlight a couple of performance. I thought Anthony Johnson, you know, uh, Dana talked about that earlier in the week, uh, having a, a big body, a big target, uh, and, you know, him getting back in the lineup, I thought he was effective. Just your thoughts on him and uh, your thoughts on uh, Tim White passing the 1,000-yard uh, mark uh, for the year. Well, I, I think with uh, in the in the case of the big receiver, that's what you need down the middle. If a defense is going to blitz you, you need that big guy in the middle of the field that can catch football. But he also has to have speed, and, and he showed uh, both of those things in that game. Tim White has become the go-to receiver uh, for Hamilton. I think he had six in this game. I'm not sure uh, of the stats on that, but uh, to go over a thousand yards. Uh, with this offense, which which throws the ball a lot, but uh, you know the the fact is uh, they haven't been real balanced, and therefore it makes it much more difficult on a receiver without that balanced offense. When you see West Hills be able to uh, to gain those yards on the ground, that opens up the receivers. Can now the linebackers have to play close to the line of scrimmage? Uh, let's flip. Let's talk about the defense. Uh, secondary coming up big with a couple interceptions. Uh, and Jovan Santos Knox, he's he's nearing a hundred tackles on the year. Uh, can, can is can we stress how important he is to that Tie Cats defense as that middle linebacker? Anytime, anytime you're strong, it's just like baseball: catcher, pitcher, uh, center fielder. In this case, you're talking quarterback. You're talking about middle linebacker and free safety. And you can throw the running back in there, too, if you want to, because that's the strength of your team. So if your middle linebacker is not strong, the rest of your defense is not going to be able to fall into line. And, and again, that goes back. Uh, give a lot of credit to the defensive lineman who kept uh, Knox free in that game to make tackles, to go from sideline to sideline. 
I really think that uh, he's shown to be uh, that kind of a linebacker. We had Larry Dean before that, and Dean was in this ball game. Uh, you know, those are two good uh, inside linebackers. Why should Ticats fans be confident heading into these last three games? Should they be confident heading into the uh, one against Calgary and two against Ottawa? I think confidence has to be part of, of the program that you're, you're uh, espousing as a, as a coach. You don't want to be overconfident by any means. I mean, you're basically uh, struggling for your life out there. And when you go to Calgary, this is one of the toughest places in, in the, the CFL to play. Calgary will not beat themselves. They're excellent on special teams. They're good on defense. They're very good on offense. So you've got to have confidence going into the ball game that you can uh, replicate uh, uh, some of the good things that you did against Saskatchewan and some of the very good things you did against Winnipeg. Uh, Coach, if you were sitting where I'm sitting right now, uh, seventh floor, Tim Hortons Field, watching practice about to begin, what would you be looking at? Well, I, number one, I'd look at that uh, offensive line because Kelly was out of the practice yesterday, uh, the right tackle. And, uh, of course, you, you've got uh, Fontana and Van Zyl both on a six-game injured list. We haven't seen Van Zyl in a long time. So Kelly's going to be a key in this ball game. If he can't go, uh, Sackley's going to have to come out and play that, that right side. And, of course, that takes away some of the big offensive uh, uh, schemes that have been been running lately with with an extra offensive lineman in the ballgame all right well i'll keep my eyes open for you i'll report back for you coach i uh, appreciate you doing this always great to connect with you all right louie nice talking to you see you again my thanks to coach sal for joining me today and uh, i will make a little note there at the end he talked about uh, colin kelly uh, who missed practice yesterday, according to the injury report. Uh, he was out there today, so uh, a little update on that. I don't have today's injury report in front of me. Uh, that doesn't come out till after the show is already posted. Um, but I will let you know Simone Lawrence was also a full participant yesterday. Uh, Mike Johnson did not practice yesterday. He looked like he was back out there, but again, we'll, we'll keep our eye on the full injury report when it's released. And uh, Stephen Dunbar Jr. Uh, was full participant after missing last week's game for a non-football-related reason. So that's uh, that's where we stand. And as always, Ticats.ca is where you can find the injury report as it is posted every day after practice. Hey, you could win a trip to the Ticats October 29th away game in Ottawa with Journey Rewards. Simply hit Ticats.ca slash Journey dash rewards to enter to win two tickets on Via Rail, hotel and game tickets, plus a chance at other prizes including autographed Ticats jersey or $250 gift card to the Ticats shop. Go on the road with the Ticats to Ottawa with Journey Rewards and that could very well be a game that determines the Ticats postseason ambitions. That'll be the Week 21 matchup against the Ottawa Redblacks. All right, that'll do it for us today. We are back tomorrow, same time, same place, right here on the Ticats Audio Network. Thanks for checking us out. I'm Louis Butko. Hope you have a great day. Ticats today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at ticats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at ticats.ca. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.